Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're back. Um, we did season one last year. If you want to check out those podcasts, there's it was seven episodes, wasn't it, for the first season? Uh, yeah, and uh, this one's got 13. I think all of them, apart from the last season, have got 13 and, and the first season, because the last one's got 16, because it was split in two. But uh, yes. we'll get to that point when we get to that point. But uh, uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, this is season two, episode one, seven thirty-seven. We find out why it's called that in the episode. Uh, what did you think of the uh, of of returning to the show and the episode? Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one coming back to this because it really, I mean, with the exception of the cold open, although the cold open is wonderfully strange as well. Um, I mean, although we sort of know why it is what it is at this point, having seen the show before, but it's still very weird that cold open because it's mm. never really explained directly in the episode as exactly what's happened there mm. yeah yeah no it's just um, some random thing so, uh, to, to... that's sort of interesting yeah so yeah and and i'd forgotten that the opening scene of this episode is was was this particular scene it's, it was the scene with walter and um jesse and tuco which is a somewhat iconic thing i mean you know it's one of those things that whenever anybody's talking about the show that meeting tends to be one of the screen grabs that people use quite a lot uh, as mm. as being a sort of you know in that shot of of Walt and Jesse doing that drug deal because I think it's the first time we really properly see him in the full Heisenberg getup of the sort of the hat and the the glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's but it's it's nice coming back to it again. I've been kind of uh, you know I I it said this with the first season. I was like oh, I'm not sure whether I want to go through and like I don't rewatch things that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, this show is, is just phenomenal. It's been sort of long enough since I've seen it the first time to, to sort of forget what happens and, uh, just to go back through it again. He's, he's really fun. And you get to the end of this episode, you like want to move straight on to the next one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that feeling as well. Uh, obviously I'll save it until Monday and then do the, the podcast on Wednesday yeah. next week. But I was like, Oh, I'm the look. It, it, it was a weird thing. I was like, okay, finish the episode. I'm looking forward to the next one, even though I've already seen it. But, uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the sign of a strong show. Um, mm. you know, it doesn't, doesn't feel like a drag at all to sort of go through the show. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for the rest of it as well. So, cause even yeah. though we know how things go, there is certain parts, I've sort of slightly forgotten and it's like how exactly does this thing happen oh yeah it happens that way and it, yeah so uh but I've I've enjoyed it uh so far yeah I thought this episode was fantastic um it's uh it it just it continues just being the good old Breaking Bad you know it, it opens with this really weird um you know cold open and things and uh because the I, I know it's sort of in the first season as we're going through they do that sometimes with the with the weird cold opens but they do it a lot more from i feel here on out and uh you know you get some very bizarre ones uh which i mm. just, I, just, I remember though when i was watching it the first time and thinking like okay which cold open are they coming out with this episode and it was always just something weird and you thought okay you trusted the show because the show you know very quickly earned sort of my trust in that it was sort of like okay i believe that the show is gonna you know is gonna pay this off for this this is this isn't gonna be just some weird wasted kind of thing 
Um, so even though it is very strange when you first watch those sort of cold opens, especially this one as well, because it's like, why are you showing me a teddy bear? Why is this in black and white? Why is the tap dripping? Um, and you can hear like sort of police sirens and things or different, different yeah. sirens. You're like, okay, well, what, you know, what, what is this? Uh, but obviously we find out later what, what it leads to. And it, it's interesting as well, because obviously we won't say what this cold open leads to, but it's a pretty damn big deal in terms of like, just ma major changes in uh, s some of the characters, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to again seeing us uh, get to that point. Um, I I was gonna say some stuff about Marie and Hank's storyline, but I'm gonna wait until we get to that bit in in the recap because I want to sort of save that for then. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not uh, not amazing that particular mm. storyline, but you know it it doesn't weigh down the rest of the show. You know the whole Walter Jesse panic in this episode and Hank like calling them and things and. You know, what he's calling them about is what they were involved with earlier. And uh, it, it's interesting to see, you know, Walt try to just keep these secrets and things. So, uh, yeah. yeah, great episode. Really, really good. Uh, great start to this uh, second season. And uh, we'll see where the rest of it goes. Um, but that's pretty much it for the, the pre-talk. We'll get into the other, to the recap and things in, in a minute. Uh, but let's do some house, housekeeping first. Because these podcasts, by the way, aren't going to be scheduled. This is recorded today and it's coming out today. So, uh, it won't be the same schedule as, uh, as last season. So, just keep that in mind as well. So, if you want to write in feedback and stuff, it will be, I guess, in real time or whatever. So, uh, keep that in mind as well. But let's get to some housekeeping and then the recap. We'll see you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
All right, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, did the Gaming Talk podcast last night. Uh, we talked about The Last of Us getting a remake for some reason, even though the game's only about eight years old itself, and it has <laughs> already been remastered for PS4, but uh, Sony wants to remake the game for PS5. Um, so we discussed the silliness behind that and the kind of waste mm. of time and resources because no, somebody has to make that game and that costs time and money and resources. Uh, Sony also did like, did like a big joint news piece talking about Last of Us Remake. They also announced that uh, uh, Sony Bend, the developer of the first Days Gone game, they pitched a second game to them, the sequel, and the pitch was rejected. That doesn't mean that Days Gone is completely dead. It just means the pitch that they gave to Sony is not happening. We don't know exactly what that was, but uh, we talked about all of that and some big changes there at Sony. Uh, we also talked about Kojima. There's some teasers that he's possibly working with Microsoft on the game. We don't know if it is or isn't the case, but uh, it's a possibility, certainly, because he's not tied down to anybody. Uh, so uh, we discussed that and uh, some other things as well. Um, in terms of Last of Us 2, I have started posting the Twitch streams. They're not only on YouTube, they're now going to be put onto the website slowly. There's a few of them for me to put on there. But uh, if you want to watch those through the website, you'll be able to do so soon. But you can watch the first part. Uh, it's the Last of Us 2 Survivor Difficulty Unlimited Ammo Playthrough, where I, where I use unlimited explosive arrows, which uh, turns out to be very, very gory. But uh, you can watch the first of those. It's now on YouTube, and it's on the website, so you can watch it in either place if you want to for that. Uh, Analyzing Television Episode 9, talking about some big Netflix deals. They have paid a lot of money, or are in the process of paying a lot of money for Knives Out 2 and 3 and for paying uh, the return of Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnston Johnson, sorry, uh, who was uh, the director and obviously Daniel Craig, the star of the first film. You can watch the first film, I think, on Amazon Prime in the UK, which is going to be interesting because it means that Knives Out might be on Amazon and then the second and third one look like they're going to be on Netflix, but I discussed mm. all that. And uh, they've also made an overall deal with Sony for their 2022 films. and uh, So not for this year, for next year. So I discussed uh, them kind of trying to throw some punches in the in in the streaming wars, which is basically what they're trying to do. So I discussed mm. that, uh, but I I love following that kind of stuff and just seeing just seeing what they all try to do to you know counter each other uh, essentially. So because it's uh, a lot lot a lot of money's being thrown around. <laughs> so I uh, talked about all that. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is back for its second half of season six with season six episode eight. So I discussed that. Don't forget last week we discussed the Here's Negan season ten episode twenty two. That's for the main Walking Dead show. But Fear the Walking Dead is back for nine episodes, I think, for its <coughs> second half of season six. So I discussed that episode over on the United cast. May not have beat Tottenham by three goals to one, which is great. Uh, some very, very good goals scored. Very happy with that. And we play that second leg game against Granada tomorrow. So look out for that. Uh, did a big podcast on Sunday as well. Um, it was called Five Years of Entertainment Talk. Celebrating, well, five years of entertainment talk. It was me, Bex, Gray, Robert, and of course David, who's here with me now. Uh, lots and lots of fun. Uh, discussed the topic each, basically. And uh, went through everybody's podcast count. Mine was particularly high. And uh, also uh, noted everybody's sort of first podcast appearance, which was good to sort of look back on some memories. But that was a ton of fun. And uh, you can uh, listen to that and celebrate with us if you'd like to do so. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, so cold open, as we discussed. Uh, a black and white intro shows a dripping tap. Um, it starts off slightly quiet and then the, the police sirens sort of slowly 
you know c- come into come mm. into the scene as uh, a dripping tap a pink and white teddy bear and a loose eye which is from the toy itself it's not a person's eye it's the toy's eye it sort of come off uh no explanation as to what this is you have to kind of figure that out yourself as to why we're being shown this random particular piece um but uh again it's just that it's that great you, you know you, you look at like breaking bad and you think okay great sort of like i guess crime you know drug sort of show sort of drama but uh there's also a lot of mystery put into the show as well with these cold opens but they do get paid off later and uh, this is a pretty iconic one as well um there's, yeah. there's, there's a few of them off the top of my head that i can think of that are later in the in the series that are, that are like weird cold opens but it's just i, I tell you one thing that's really effective with these as well because because i really like the actual intro um it's the way it blends into you know you start off dripping tap teddy bear uh toy eye in the in the pool that gets sort of sucked into the thing and then you know you hear the police sirens really weird okay why we've been showing this and then it just sort of smacks you with the intro the intro's great and then it just flows really well into the beginning of the episode uh and then you sort of get brought back to what's like happening at the moment so uh brilliant cold open um i think breaking bad is probably the best at cold opens other shows do them really really well as well but with breaking bad it serves a particular purpose which is to confuse you and then pay off later but uh what did you think of the cold open (laughs) yeah um i i do love the cold opens for this and this is one of these particularly strange and um it's something i can't remember what episode they actually pay this off but it it's something i think pops up a couple of times before they actually pay it off isn't it i seem to remember in this season yeah Um, i think you see it a few times yeah yeah uh, and they were all i remember at the time there were all sorts of theories about what it could possibly be and you know what actually caused it and stuff uh because it is such a strange cold open with this i didn't realize this uh this episode was directed by brian cranston apparently oh i didn't look at that but yeah no um that's cool uh that must be such a hell of a job when you're actually acting on screen and directing it at the same time um <laughs> so you have to say he did a fairly good job with this i thought yeah, he did an yeah. excellent job with this episode um but yeah that's such a weird killed open and breaking bad does those so so well i mean there are as you say a few iconic ones in this the uh the the what is it the tortoise one later on i think is probably mm. the most iconic out of all of them but uh yeah this is certainly up there as just strange because the there is a there is a genuine reasonable explanation for it but it, it's it's so odd and weird and off the wall completely out of context in this point um and also the fact you know we, yeah we know why the episode is called what it's called and uh yeah that it's it's very weird um mm-hmm. yeah it almost could be one of them cases where you okay you got it on netflix or amc wherever you're watching it and you're like okay ready for season two you go to click play you might think that you're like do, do you think some people would have looked at that and think am i like did i click on the right show or something? <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's just I completely something? Yeah. yeah yeah but uh in in yeah. in the best way because it does get uh because paid off. i mean if you if you think if mo the you know most cold auto opens if you you tend to get them in you know procedural shows and things like hawaii 5 used to do it and they drop you in the middle of some sort of action sequence as a way of kind of grabbing your attention to the start of mm-hmm. of the show and then you get a sort of the show would start and it would be like 12 hours earlier um and, and title card would come up and then they'd take you into sort of what led to the bit that you'd just seen yeah 
with this, it's, they're just weird. They're just, I mean, they do connect to other things, but they don't, I mean, this cold open doesn't connect to anything that's really in this episode Nothing directly. Not at all, no. Um, and, and they keep on kind of almost trolling with this for like a couple of episodes until we actually get to the point where it, it ties in. So uh, it's, I, I do love them. They're wonderfully, wonderfully strange. Mm-hmm. Yep, brilliant stuff. Um, and like I said, I just love the way the like the transition into the intro, then the transition from that to the episode, mm. the actual start of the episode. Uh, speaking of the start of the episode, in the uh, uh, in, in the junkyard after his purchase of meth from Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, uh, drug kingpin uh, Tuco viciously assaults his lieutenant Nodos after he speaks to Walt in Tuco's place. He kind of yeah, you shouldn't do that in front of Tuco. Yeah, he... Uh, he just, I mean, he does the kind of tries to do the sort of hard man thing of go, hey, remember you who you were working yeah, for, you yeah, know, and, not, not and Tuco idea. takes an exception to that, which is interesting. Mm, yeah, not 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 a great idea. So, uh, as he finds out uh, after Tuco departs, uh, Walt uh, calculates the amount of money he will need to provide for his family, concluding that the figure is seven hundred thirty-seven thousand uh, dollars, which is the name of the episode. Uh, Tuco suddenly returns demanding that Walt uh, save an unresponsive because he beats the guy up after he speaks out of place. Uh, Nodos, after he dies, Gonzo, the other man in Tuco's uh, company, uh, states that they should move the body but Tuco doesn't really care uh, and he sort of sticks him kind of under this car. He goes to move him a bit further and then you see that the kind of stack of cars shifts a bit. Wobble a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, nope, I'm not, nope. <laughs> move yeah, away we'll from just, that. just leave it that yeah, yeah in we'll case they tip that. over and crush him to death or something um yeah. which uh we see the conclusion yeah, yeah. of some of that later which is uh yeah. very interesting um yeah tuco being uh tuco i suppose at the start of this episode and what's interesting yes. as well is obviously we're keeping track of like okay when kind of does walt break bad you know we see him uh, by this point, he's got the sort of full Heisenberg, um, you know, outfit and stuff, but he's not become Heisenberg. This is sort of like a bridge between, you know, when he was the, the nervous Walter White before, and this is sort mm. of like the nervous uh, Heisenberg. Because if you think about his attitude in seasons like maybe three, four, and certainly in season five, that ain't, that ain't the same guy as what we're seeing here. So there's still lots of character ve- development to do, and I do like the way it's being paced so far like he yeah. has done a fair bit in terms of this drug uh de- dealing sort of thing so so far in the season uh i mean if you remember like him trying to blow up or well, not blow up when he made that like explosion thing in tuco's uh tuco's um, yeah, yeah. place and everything and then you see him here he's sort of like you know realizes okay tuco still you know got a lot of power i suppose and uh, you see both him and jesse get really really nervous um what i think is kind of particularly interesting as well when um you know when he starts beating the guy up and the camera turns back around to Jesse and Walt because it, I felt what I found int- interesting about both their facial expressions because Jesse's not got like any glasses or anything on you can see all of his facial expression yeah, whereas yeah. with Walter you look at him and you can you can see obviously you know he's nervous and stuff but you got the glasses there as well it's kind of I don't know I found that kind of different and interesting mm. between the two of them because they both do have you know different attitudes and personalities towards the situation so it's interesting to just see to just just see that particular shot i thought was was quite good uh yeah. but uh yeah if you are employed by tuco first of all be very very careful and uh just uh i guess don't speak unless spoken to pretty much <laughs> yes. um because unless tuco talks to you and wants a response back to you you should pretty much just stand there and and not say anything 
as this guy finds out. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of uh, this encounter with Tuco? Yeah, I mean, as I said, start. This is one of the scenes that I I remember quite distinctly, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I think it is one of the more kind of iconic scenes because it is the first real sort of full blown drug deal that you you see them with him as actually in the Heisenberg outfit. Although, as you say, this this version, yes, there is sort of a Heisenberg persona that is there, but it's not. It, it's very much Walter pretending to be Heisenberg. It's not really Heisenberg having taken over at this point. Um, it it's you know, although he's got the kind of look and stuff, you can as you, as you see when Tuco starts wailing on Nodos, he's there. Is you know, it's very much still Walter under there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's very much um, you know un- unclear, uh, you know, and nervous and. Uh, new to this and all that sort of stuff so uh yeah i I completely agree you could the the reactions what's great about this scene actually is that the way that it sets tuco up as being a complete and total psychopath um and really kind of shows is the thing that really pushes the rest of the episode because they are absolutely terrified of him you know and or more so what he could possibly do so it's it's sort of a really you know it's not that long as seen this but it really sets things up moving forward of of like yeah this guy is crazy and you know we're in real trouble if we get on his wrong side you can it, it's interesting seeing walter and jesse just really panicking uh, kind of and Walter trying to sort of hide it but you know and Jesse wearing his heart on his sleeve as he always does and uh, yeah just their reaction to it it's um, yeah it, it's a really solid opening scene for this um, and uh, just sets everything up for the rest of the episode mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's, it's an interesting opening scene certainly uh, Walt parts ways after this. Uh, sorry, I want to go back a li- little bit. Talk about the. I liked him um, trying to work out like how much money he because he knows yeah. he can make a lot of money, but he hasn't worked out exactly how much. And he kind of does these quick calculations uh, in the car. I thought that was uh, good. I mean, that ties into the main actual plot of Breaking Bad. You know, guy gets cancer, knows science, mm. knows a guy that knows the um, industry and stuff, and. Uh, you know, tries to sort of go from there because he yeah. he knows he's gonna possibly kind of die later on. Um, so I I I liked seeing that. It doesn't get brought up massively throughout Breaking Bad, from what I remember. Although maybe I'm slightly misremembering that, but I liked this early sort of establishment. I I think of, it, uh, yeah, because at this point Walter is still it, it's still about Walter. Um, trying to make money to make sure that his family's okay you know at this point and the, as he sort of morphs more into heisenberg it then becomes about the drug king kingpin mm-hmm. and less about how much money he's actually making um but I, I, it's a clever bit of writing the sort of 737 thing which has multiple meanings in this but you know specifically at this point he's tying into the sort of um 737 that he reckons that he needs. And uh, I quite like that. It's a clever bit of writing that ties into stuff, you know, later on and 
um, you know, the cold open and also ties into the uh, just the specificness of Walt of like, you know, when you're getting up to that sort of money, you think, well, why wouldn't you just say, screw it, let's go for a million, you know? Yeah, because it's Walt, he's like, or why wouldn't you go for 750 or 800, you know? Uh, but because it's Walt, he's like, well, I very specifically need this amount of money, so that's what we're going to get go for, and that's X amount of deals, so we can do like 10 or 11 more deals, and then we'll be done. So, you know, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. Good, good little bit of info. Uh, Walt then parts ways um, with Jesse and goes home. Skylar finds him standing, sorry, staring at the television, uh, and he then goes to kind of force himself a bit on her, and uh, she doesn't particularly like that, uh, and gets him to stop. He does actually stop, which is good. Uh, and then shortly after, Walt um, sits by the pool and is found by Walt Junior. Uh, comes home shortly after, sees the. Uh, thing from the mask thing on the on on the fridge where she's been sort of bumped up against that and yeah. uh, it looks a little bit confused which you probably would do so yes. uh yeah this is not the greatest decision from Walter I mean it's his no. kind of frustrations come out I suppose uh mm. you know he's kind of you know Skylar, Skylar can tell at this point he's very kind of all over the place especially with um something he does later on in the episode kind of like walking off and stuff but yeah I mean the 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 funny thing for Walter, I suppose, is some of this behavior because he did do this a little bit in the first season. Some of this behavior is kind of like, okay, I need, you know, he's not quite, his head, he, he's not in the right headspace. Is some yeah. of the excuses he kind of uses for some of these things, but uh, yeah, not the not the greatest move from Walter. And uh, I think no. he, do, I think he does realize and learn that, and they kind of move on a bit. Uh, what do you think of this little scene? Yeah, it's it's a difficult scene to watch this as well. It, it's um, it's about control, really, with Walter. And yeah. the whole thing has been about, you know, the, the, the whole point of him actually doing this. Because, as you know, we said last season, there was, there was an opportunity for him to take money from one of his friends and, you know, be completely clear and never have to do any of this. But he, Walter's, wants to be in control of everything. And, and he's had this this fairly horrific experience watching Tuco beat somebody to death, but he comes back and he wants to try. And I think it's about him trying to gain some sort of control. And, uh, you know, he, the, the target of that ends up being Skylar in this particular case, but she manages to stop him from doing that. It's yeah, it's a, it's a difficult sort of, scene to to see and watch and yeah it's it's not it's not a great decision from walt um and i i i get the motivation behind it but it's yeah it's it's uh it's quite tricky watching something mm -hmm. like that yeah not the smartest decision he's made um but uh, i just glad that it you know it didn't last that long and you know they both kind of realized what was mm. what was happening so uh, but yeah, interesting little confusion bit from Walt Jr. He kind of comes yeah. home and he's like, the hell's that doing on the front yeah. of the fridge? And also, so. also, I mean, yeah, the the thing with Walt sort of when he's there and he's completely oblivious to the fact that Skylar's even walked in the room before that as well because uh, he's just obsessed with flipping through the channels to see if there's anything about this drug deal gone wrong on the TV, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, but that's that scene. Uh 
Meanwhile, Jesse acquires a firearm at a hot dog restaurant. There's like a little mini sort of montage of, of time passing. Uh, so we know that he's got that. Um, kind of like the way they sort of pass off the items to each other mm. while it, while he's sitting there you know, panicking for his life. Which, to be fair, you would do. Because yeah. in, in a place, I mean, someone might just come up and shoot him or something, you know. So, yeah. so I mean, I mean, supposing the guy that's got the gun in the bag could just like walk up to him, take the gun out of the bag, shoot him and just, just walk off. So... Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see they both still got that nervous side, certainly in this episode. But uh, that was a it was a good little. Obviously, that was a little sort of um, point of you know dro- dropping a bit of information to show that you know he's got that and that's uh, used later. So mm. uh, he tells Walt uh, that he believes Tuco poses a threat and uh, must be taken care of. Uh, Walt points out that shooting him would end badly after a few calculations uh also jesse can't actually open the gun which is a problem as well yeah so yeah i i really like this scene actually quite a lot i, um, I love this scene yeah, yeah. it's it, i think it's one of the best in the episode and uh i bring up cod now and again but seeing somebody trying to sort of analyze how to shoot someone how many bullets they got that kind of stuff i i quite liked them trying to work that out yeah the, the, um, the sort of yeah that that sort of you know, Jesse's like, well, we'll just shoot him. And, uh, you know, we, he needs to be taken out. We'll just shoot him. And Walt's kind of going through the logic of it and sort of saying, okay, well, is he on his own? He's likely to have somebody with him. So how many bullets do you need for Tuco? And then uh, and Jesse's going, I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, um, two, two in the chest. Okay, what about... What about like if he's got some people with him? Because he always has people with him. Um, you know, he's always got uh, um, Gonzo. With, you know, he's he's got Gonzo with him. So uh, what about Gonzo? Gonzo's a big guy, you know, and he's kind of going through. So how many? Maybe three. Okay, there's there's those three bullets. So then, what if there were other guys? He never usually just travels with one guy. So yeah, and they're going through all the logic of it, and and you say Jesse can't even open the gun, and and yeah, doesn't know how many bullets that he'll have. And, I, the whole thing it, it's just it shows so much the difference in just how jesse wouldn't really have survived on his own in a situation like this without walter there to kind of talk him down and you know that's what makes the partnership so great you know um it's it's just they're wonderful to watch i love watching the pair of them on screen together they're really wonderful in this scene yeah i think one thing that makes this scene push the episode forward is you've got both a scene where a guy's you know being sort of punched to death and then you've got this comedy scene that's that's fitted in there yeah and if you're doing any kind of show and you want drama and comedy but you don't want them to weirdly blend together uh this is kind of the way to to do it so mm. um i i thought that was good but just no just seeing like jesse say how huh, i'm gonna like pop 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 or whatever you know so it goes okay that's three how many have you got how many have you got left that kind of thing i thought that was uh that was pretty good usually those sorts of guns have six bullets in them um mm. assuming it's the same gun that i think that it or the same type of yeah, gun it, that i think it that it looked is. like it was a six shooter yeah yeah, yeah. um and then yeah they just <laughs> just funny they're trying to work out like okay bullets how many people big guy etc yeah and then he can't put bullets in he doesn't have to open it i thought that was great so uh yeah good good little moment between the between the two of them so then they sort of just throw that idea away for now uh moving on to an interesting scene elsewhere skylar refuses um to answer calls from her sister marie marie and her husband hank argue about whether or not uh to attempt a scheduled 
to, to go to a scheduled dinner with Skylar in the way that conflicts with appointments she has therapy for, for uh, revealing that Marie goes to uh, therapy for certain problems like the shoplifting and things like that. Um, I, I the, the more the more I've kind of like you know thought about Marie in the show and what she because we we we've talked about this before and how kind of not great this is in the show. Ooh. Um, I just don't think Marie particularly adds anything to the show. I mean, I mean the only thing you've really kind of got here is it's talking about the relationship between the four of them, I suppose. You know, Walt, yeah. Skylar, Hank and, and Marie. And I like Hank, and Hank's clearly used for quite a few things. I mean, he's, you know, the DEA agent that his uh, brother's got to, uh, got to avoid, his brother-in-law's got to uh, to avoid. So you've got that, and obviously we see some more of that later with, with the phone call between the two of them. But, um, I don't know, like, you know, as much as we've praised Vince for this show, and rightfully so, um, this was his biggest mistake i think what he's yeah uh not not the character of marie but the use of the character so i'm not saying you should entirely take the character out and then just have hank i actually think that wouldn't work as well either but if they'd have just given if vince had just and obviously it's you know too late now the show was finished a long time ago but if you'd have just kind of given marie something different or some something more yeah. to do um because fair enough you know she's going through the therapy for her problems that's that's great and everything but it just doesn't connect to many other things um so yeah what do you think of of marie's thing here this was always the the thing between the the systems and particularly the stuff with marie we have like you say we've talked about this before that i i think if there was one misstep with breaking bad it was this plot line with Marie, which very much felt tacked on to give the that actor something to do, um, you know, and they it was like they weren't sure what to do with Marie as a character, and they invented this sort of shoplifting thing to be make her a bit more interesting. But it feels a bit crowbarred in, and um, that was you know as, as brilliant as the series is overall. That was the one thing that really stands out. That bit of the plot as being just just not quite fitting properly with everything else as i say hank is a very important character because of the fact that you know the, he's the dea agent so you have to have marie there because that's his wife and it's also skylar's sister so you know she is an important character in there i think they just they kind of forced this storyline in uh, to to make it seem a little bit more interesting and to drive a conflict maybe between Marie and Skylar and give those characters some more to do and I, I just don't think it is a particularly interesting part of the overall plot because it doesn't really connect that much to anything else so um, yeah I'm I kind of agree with you there uh, and the fact that you know she's going to therapy and there's this kind of random dinner and stuff and I mean, it, it, there is a reason for this being in here in this particular episode in that it sets up the confrontation between Skylar and Hank later on. But, yeah, I, I, as overall as a plot device, I think there maybe could have been, a, could have been some better way of doing this. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, as I said before, even bad things in Breaking Bad are better than most mainstream dramas. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. So, um, yeah, but uh, that's the scene with Marie and Hank. They obviously will obviously talk about the uh, 
Hank and Skyler scene later. But uh, moving on with Hank and uh, Gomez. Uh, at the DEA field office, Hank's partner, Stephen Gomez, shows him footage of Walt and Jesse's uh, methylamine robbery from last season. Hank dismisses uh, their ability as thieves, but is intrigued by the fact that the unknown pair stole methylamine and used thermite to enter the warehouse. So this is obviously them catching up from yeah. last season when this happened. Uh, Gomez speculates that they may be college age chemistry students and Hank hints that the two will encounter difficulty from drug cartels for distributing the meth trade. Um, yeah, Hank's got one thing right here but one thing wrong because they, yes, they will have difficulty yeah. with drug cartels as we saw in the episode, uh, you know, with Tuco and whatnot, but uh, it's it's interesting to, for them to see this footage with us knowing that it's you know, J- J- uh, yeah. Jesse and Walt, and them trying to figure out who it is, why they're doing it. Uh, especially the bit where um, they pick up the barrel, and he's like, just roll it, you idiot. <laughs> I thought, that, I thought yeah. that was great as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a barrel, yeah. it rolls. Yeah. yeah, it was wonderful just, just watching the pair of them kind of yeah, make fun of the, the fact that they were barely, basically pretty inept as thieves. But but the fact that, you know, and, and Gomez actually comes up with a reasonable explanation for that. You know, that they maybe they're college kids, maybe they're trying to make some money on the yeah. side. But for the amount of uh, precursors that they've stolen, it could be that you know that if they're making that amount of meth they're going to upset the drug cartels unknown to them of course who they are and the fact that you know they have a deal with one of the drug cartels which you know they're, they're dealing with tuco but and you know the fact that it's walton jesse but uh yeah i mean it's, it's great i i love this scene between the pair of them mm, um I, I you know they're, they're wonderful together those two it's really really fun i mean i could have watched a show just with the pair of those like you know as a yeah, sort like, of yeah, like a buddy cop thing yeah like a buddy cop spin-off thing i really could have watched that i mean i know that's unlikely to happen at this point but uh i you know i'm glad that they've they've brought them back in better console mm. as well you know yeah hey you could make like a just police procedural with them uh you mm. could have maybe little cameos from the other characters but mainly focus on them just doing uh drug deals because it wasn't just tuco and jesse and walter and their drug cartel you're talking there's like a whole network of of these uh these characters so you could, yeah you, you could possibly do something like that i mean um is it dean norris he he doesn't tend to age particularly so it's well, not like true. he would yeah. yeah it's not like he would uh he, he's one of them people that just they, they get older but they don't ever look different uh and uh yeah that could um help him you know age into you know keep his age for, for the role and stuff but uh i don't know that would be kind of a good idea but uh We'll see what happens. So it'll be it'll be very interesting once Better Call Saul finishes, which will be probably not next year, the year after, because they're doing two halves or something, <coughs> to see what um if or what they want to do next with uh with the Breaking Bad world. So, mm. but uh, yeah, we got Better Call Saul to finish first. So, but yeah, in just you know, it's a barrel you can roll. <laughs> that kind of thing. I thought was I thought was great. Is there any particular reason why that camera isn't very good? Well, it's a security camera, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's it, all it was. Mm, so you're not going to have. I mean, I quite like that that they did that as well because there are so many shows where you watch, um, and they're like, "Oh, can you get a better view on that?" And suddenly it's like it's blown up into really high definition. I can't remember what I was watching uh, recently, but it was oh, it was the Blacklist, I think, this okay. week, and I was watching an episode of that, and they got like a. Uh, just a, a, 
camera footage of um from like a cab you know that, that got like they they were like a guy was holding a cup and they were like, can you blow that up a bit? And they kind of blew it up and you got this perfect shot of like the cup with what was written on it. And you're like, that's just no. I'm sorry, if you know anything about resolution, there's just no way. So, yeah, I mean, it's things like that. I just kind of bug me. So I like the fact that it's it's a crappy kind of little security camera, as tends mm. to be the case with this sort of thing. Yeah, so because yeah, so, some shows like... Uh... Homeland and Twenty Four, even that new thing called Next, um, can can <laughs> tend to do because they do tend you know investigate you know terrorists and and that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, so they can they can have scenes like that. But yeah, just thought that was interesting. <clears throat> um, Walt becomes worried when he notices an SUV parked near his house and spends the night watching the street. Uh, and Skylar asks him, you know, what when did you get up? And he kind of lies his way around the situation. Not that yeah. she necessarily believes what he says, but he kind of gets slightly away with it. Uh, Jesse encourages Walt to also purchase a gun, hoping hoping to double their chances of success in the event of a shooting instead. Uh, instead, Walt proposes they kill Tuco in a more clandestine way using ricin made from castor beans. And this is where Walt's science comes into yes. into the picture, which is interesting. Because yeah, you kind of have the more gang-focused solution, I guess you'd call it, with like yeah. shooting their way out, which is what Jesse suggests, because that's his kind of background. And then you have like Walter doing all this sort of smart, like, hey, if we just get a tip of this you know, thing, it will, it will kill him. And then he tells this story about, was it a journalist or something that got assassinated yeah um, yeah which is a true story by the way <laughs> right right uh but he yeah t- t- does all that and just shows his kind of science thing which the episode hadn't really used until now so it's, it was a great opportunity for them to yeah. kind of bring that in as well because again the partnership that's what they both kind of kind of bring to it um i do like seeing even though you aren't expected to fully understand what he's saying i do still enjoy him doing those explanations of like hey if we just put this in this and it will you know do this and whatever um i think that's pretty cool so uh yeah what do you th- what do you think of uh walt's proposal here yeah i mean i i think it, it makes perfect sense you mm. know what they want to do is get rid of tuco but don't want it to do it in a way that can obviously be traced back to them and shooting him would be a kind of obvious way to trace it back to them so <laughs> Ricin, I mean, you know, ricin as a as a uh, poison thing. It's one of the things that's been used in sort of uh, you know spycraft and stuff. Fond uh, of by uh, you know various clandestine organisations, and is uh, I say the story that he tells about using a an umbrella, uh, you know, a, a sort of ricin thing stuck on the end of an umbrella was a genuine story. I mean, that actually happened. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a really central, smart solution from Walt. Um, I mean, I'm not entirely sure about their their suggested delivery method of like, oh, here's a little baggie of uh, meth that is a new formula we're trying. And that that seems a little bit dubious as to, I mean, if I was Tuka, I'd be very suspicious about that. But um yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of actually killing him with Ryzen, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing for me, as as this scene was happening, I couldn't quite remember how it actually concludes, which is interesting no. for me, because, yeah. No, uh... neither do I. It's the thing about going through this rewatch is, I remember certain major plot points, but oh, these, yeah. the sort of little things of and how characters die, I don't, ne- I, you know, I know 
certain characters do get killed and certain characters survive, but I can't quite remember in every instance how people get killed off and when they get killed off. So it's quite nice going through this rewatch. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be fun to re-explore, I suppose. Um, but no, it's a, it's a great scene and it obviously leads to what happens later as well. Uh, Hank visits Skylar and asks her uh, to make up with Marie. This is returning to this plotline. Uh, Skylar res- uh, um, responds angrily, uh, stating that her situation is worse than her sister's. Uh, Hank and Skylar both realise that they know about... They each both know about Marie's shoplifting. They kind of come to a realisation about that. <laughs> I did like... Um... Oh, what's the actress's name here? Is it Anne? The place who? Uh, the place Skylar. Uh, I can't remember a name off the top of my head. No, I can't either. I'd have to go look it up. Um, it, it's it's main characters. Uh, Anna Gunn. Okay, Anna. Gunn. I thought it was Anne something. Yeah. So, uh, really good performance with the you know her kind of ranting at Hank. I thought was I thought was great about saying like you know she doesn't know where Walt goes and uh, you know she's got this this cancer and stuff and she's you know dealing dealing with the pregnancy and everything i thought was uh i just thought that was really yeah. well performed and yeah. then you've got uh panks kind of like oh <laughs> sort of reaction to it i thought was thought was pretty good yeah i mean i the the, the sort of the the kind of self-absorbedness of 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 hank of like you know because it's Hank dealing with Marie and he's having trouble with that and then he comes and complains to Skylar and Skylar's like got this mountain of crap that she's dealing with of sort mm-hmm. of you know she's pregnant there's Walt there's the fact that Walt is sick and potentially dying there is you know there's dealing with Walt Jr there's you know there's a whole litany of stuff whereas uh, you know, Hank's having a few problems dealing with Marie and the fact that she's a shoplifter. And, uh, and what I love at the end of this scene was um, they they hu- they end up hugging, but Hank's like really reluctant to sort of yeah, you know because really Skylar breaks it. down and it's really awkward. And it's just brilliantly done. It's really great. That scene, wonderful acting from the pair of them. Um, you know, I I as much as I don't particularly like that bit of the story all that much i think that the they you know they're giving it they're all those just it's a lovely yeah. scene this, this, this scene was uh, was better so yeah yeah but uh yeah him kind of like when you go to hug someone usually you go closer to them he's kind of just like awkwardly reaching yeah, out like and like tapping back. her lightly on the back he's he's not sure what to do so yeah i it, it was a better part of the story for for, for this this scene um which I which I thought was which much was much better. So, but there is that one. Uh, Walt and Jesse produce the ricin, hoping to trick Tuco into poisoning himself by placing it in the next meth delivery, which is what you mentioned a minute ago. As they finish their work, Walt receives a call from Hank, who is at a crime scene. Hank says that uh, he screwed up in speaking to Skylar. He's kind of annoyed about that, and Walt forgives him quite easily. But I think he's just trying to get Hank off his back because you know yeah. of what they're doing. Uh, it is revealed that. Um, the crime scene that Hank is investigating in the junkyard and that Gonzo has accidentally died in an attempt to move Nodoz's body so he does go back to it uh, he ends up basically crushing his own arm and bleeding out yeah. and then he, they try to pull the body off and the arm comes off and uh, yeah Hank is doing this like hey get me in here with, with Stumpy and, and take, take a photo uh, which, is, which is very very Hank you know he likes to be yeah, yeah. 
center of attention and stuff and kind of uh yeah get get that to happen but uh yeah it seems like so what um which one was it uh gonzo was trying to move no does his body yeah when gonzo goes back to that he cut you because he realizes from earlier that, that the stack is about to fall i guess he yeah. just he got himself all caught up in it and everything so a bit unlucky a bit unlucky certainly but um yeah, we'll move on to the the Tuco car scene with with Walt, and then the other scene with Skylar in a second. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the crime scene and everything with, with Hank? Yeah, I mean the the nice thing about this is, of course, because you know he's Hank's talking to Walt, and you know he then goes, "Oh, you've got to see this crime scene," and texts him the photo, which <laughs> just unbelievably unprofessional of, uh, but All very right. very Hank. Um, and uh, so sends him sends what this photo freaks Walt and Jesse out because they realise that uh, is. Gonzo is yeah. dead and assume that Tuco assume that Tuco has killed him um, whereas we then find out afterwards you know as he does more investigation into the scene that you know um, it, that, that it's actually com- a, completely an accident and he's just got his arm caught so um, but of course he doesn't relay that information back to Walt because why would he you know so um this sends sort of Walt and Jesse off into a panic that that Toko Tuco's now coming after them, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great scene though by Hank. Just sort of you know he's back in his element. He's investigating a crime scene. You, you get to see that he's actually quite good at his job. You know he figures out what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know he's he's no idiot. He knows what he's doing when it comes to this sort of stuff. As well, whilst he might be kind of failing a bit at home, he's very good at this sort of stuff. Uh, I uh, I love Hank. He's just he's great in this, and uh, it's it's wonderful to see him doing this sort of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, Walt and Jesse infer that Tuco killed Gonzo. They think that that's what happened, and Walt insists that they that uh, Jesse leaves town, and they have sort of like a panicked sort of scene. Yeah, Walt Walt actually takes the gun. And like, yeah, Jesse's and like Jesse's no way, dude, I need that. And, and, <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, but you can leave town. So, you know, you leave town. I'm taking the gun. And then Walt just walks off on it. Yeah, because he says about going to, uh, you know, he's got to check in with his family and that. So yeah, yeah. they uh, both uh, walk away and everything. Uh, Walt then returns home afterwards where he uh, avoids answering questions from Skylar. Uh, he receives a phone call and goes outside where Jesse's being held at gunpoint in his car by Tuco and then Tuco and Walt enter the car and they drive off um mm. i like the way the episode ends they just sort of they drive off things yeah. are getting quieter and quieter and quieter the car's just drifting further away and it, it leaves you with the sense of you know especially if you're watching this for the first time must leave you with just this sense of doom of like in in yeah. the middle of the night they're having to drive off with this with this guy and uh yeah it's uh not the best situation for them um i like the interaction a little bit between skylar um, Walt here, you know, she's trying to be a you know a bit more reasonable and stuff, and be like, hey, can you just like sit down and talk to me for you know where have you been yeah. and, and everything like that. Um, I found the way that he walked off to be kind of interesting and somewhat um almost horror creepy sort of esque. Uh, just the way he sort of slowly gets up and then walks off is like it's just I don't know, felt a bit yeah yeah yeah. It's, almost... it, yeah, it, it's sort of interesting this whole the the whole sort of scene because Walt nearly tells Skylar everything i mean had that phone call not come from um outside there is 
it would have been would have been a case of Walt would have just fessed everything up to Skylar because you you know he sits down on the side of the bath and he's like, I don't know where to start, and he's about to start saying, you know, what he's been doing. Um, mm. It certainly seems that way, and then he gets that phone call, goes outside and has, and he's forced into the car, you know, at gunpoint by Tuco, and drives off. So obviously doesn't so weirdly i mean it's it's another one of those points where everything could have drastically changed you know um but for this sort of intervention uh you know unnecessary you know unexpected intervention in this particular case but yeah uh by tico yeah yeah so it's a good scene definitely between the two of them so I uh, quite enjoyed that. There's also, I think this is from when he gets home. He he kind of buries that gun in that uh, bag in that in that box thing. Mm. So with 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 the bunch of money as well. He's just, I I like his sort of panic in that scene because he can't quite tell exactly what he wants to do and like Skylar's calling for him and he's just sort of uh, a, a very panicked episode for for both Jesse and Walt certainly. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was an interesting point as well. Um, I also like the bit of a change between, um, or the exchange, sorry, between Jesse and Walt. Like, he goes out to the car and he's like, he's like, he's the confident Walt there. Because he's like, what do you, you know, what the hell are you doing here? And as soon as he sees the gun and sees Tuco pop up, he, cha- he you know, changes back to that nervous sort of uh, version yeah. of himself and then gets in the car. So, because he, he thinks that Jesse's just for some reason... Uh, turned up at his house in the middle of the night, which he doesn't want him to do. So I, yes. I liked I liked the, the change there in that little scene. So yeah, yeah. Um, one point I want to visit as well. We we talked before about trying to perhaps pinpoint the part where he does break bad. I certainly don't think that's happened yet. There's still too much of the nervous version of that character remaining still. So we'll we'll keep an mm. eye out for when exactly. And I I don't know if it's specifically going to be okay. It, it all changed here is because it's kind of going to possibly be you know a gradual thing for the character but there is certainly some moments you know obviously coming up in the show where we'll sort of point out uh that they made a big change for the character so mm. we'll see but uh that's the end of the episode a bit of doom and gloom ending for uh for jesse and waltz and we'll see what tuco's got planned for them i can't imagine it's very good so yes uh that's the end of the episode let's go into a little bit of feedback if you want to let us know your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever uh, about breaking bad or anything related to entertainment talk method entertainment talk.org twitter e-talk uk contact page information in your show notes so feel free to get involved and hey if you don't like the show or you do like the show you want to just uh express your opinion you're more than welcome to to do that so i uh, just keep that in mind as well Albert says, hey there, I thought I would follow your journey with Breaking Bad as I enjoyed your Walking Dead podcast. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm watching for the first time and hope the show stays this good. Yeah, well, it doesn't just stay this good, it gets better. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's there's a lot to look forward to, certainly. Um, I'd be jealous of somebody that's watching this for the first time. It's like, you've got so yeah, much yeah. so much to freshly sort of experience. And, uh, yeah, I, I still remember the summer when I first watched this show. I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm just being blown away by just everything so yeah, yeah. great. Uh, are there any other shows on the same level as Breaking Bad uh, there is some there is some uh, uh, I think Breaking Bad still sits at the top of the tree for me but yeah. I do think it certainly got some uh, competition um, um, I, I mean the ones that I sort of picked up around about the same time um, sort of Breaking Bad I mean obviously there's Better Call Saul uh 
Hell on Wheels, I thought was was quite good. I mean, very different sort of show, but um, you know, the the I, I thought that had a similar level of quality to it. And um, what was the other one? Uh, Sons of Anarchy as well. I think is well well worth watching. Hmm. Um, th- those are the other sort of shows. I mean, Sons of Anarchy. I think you know, obviously, it's a bikey gang. It's a very different situation, but I think has a similar vibe and and level of quality to it. I I mean, I still think Breaking Bad sits up there way head and shoulders above a lot of other things. The Sopranos as well. The original Sopranos, I thought, was superb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy is on Star now, isn't it? Yes, I believe that, it is. That's really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah that's that's very strange because it's an fx series so yeah yeah so sometimes i do i do misremember and i think that's an amc show but no it's an fx show isn't it so yeah yeah that's on that's on a disney plus app it's very strange um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah sons of anarchy is very very good the last two seasons i feel dropped off slightly but i still think it's a very very good show uh, the Wire, which Breaking Bad gets yes. compared to a lot. The, the yep. Wire is really, 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 really good. I don't think it quite hit the heights of that Breaking Bad does. I mean, I've seen four of the seasons now. I've got the last one to watch. Uh, I just don't think because what the one thing, the one strength I've always pointed out about Breaking Bad is the consistency of it. Yeah, and I just don't think the Wire is quite consistently as good. Twenty uh, fours, great, it's fantastic. If you want something kind of relatively similar i suppose uh mm-hmm. game of thrones is is fantastic as well yes people weren't happy with the last two seasons but whatever uh it's still, it's still a phenomenal show though um what's what's the other one i was just thinking of uh, unbelievable which is one that doesn't get talked about as much i i feel uh unbelievable mm-hmm. on netflix is phenomenal as well um hey if you want other really really good shows but a uh, different like Zoe's playlist is is great. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I know that's wild. Yeah, different. I mean that's I, a completely I know, different. I know that's a lot different show, to Breaking Bad, but but yes, um, it is superb. Yeah. Uh, so well, uh, yeah. If you were looking at more kind of uh, comedic stuff, Zoe's playlist. Stuff. Yeah, other genres. Zoe's playlist. Uh, the Good Place. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's. I mean, very very different types of shows, but uh, um, you know, wonderful quality and really really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, if you're looking in the vein of sort of Breaking Bad, yeah, things like Sons of Anarchy, Chicago, uh, uh, not Chicago, uh, Sons of Anarchy, um, Hell on, yeah. Sopranos, Hell on, Hell on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos is definitely worth watching. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a superb series, and and yeah, like you say, uh, the uh, the Wire as well is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, T- tons and tons of really good shows out there. So uh, just have a look around. Uh, Craig says uh, one of the things I like about the early seasons is the character development. You can tell Jesse and Walt are in over their heads, but you know, uh, but no, but they know. Sorry, just enough to be able to get out of situations. Um, I do remember. I didn't see the specific interviews, but I did hear people talk about the interviews. Um, something that uh, Vince and some of the writers used to say was they liked kind of trying to write Jesse and Walt into corners and then figure yeah. out how to get those characters out of those corners, like the situation with Tuco and, and other characters that are going to be coming up. And uh, I think that's quite an interesting creative idea to sit in like the writer's room, because I'd love to sit in like a writer's room or something and see how they figure out what to do with the show and that mm. kind of thing, especially something that's original as well, because obviously if you're adapting from a book, you can kind of lean on that a little bit. 
but something that's original that isn't based on something like a Breaking Bad. Um, how you know the writers, showrunners, everybody else figures out you know the next steps for for a TV show and how you're going to kind of try to keep it very entertaining. Um, but no, I, I do like that about Breaking Bad as well. That yeah, they they are in over their heads and they, they as characters know that. Um, but yeah, them trying to them having sort of yeah just enough sort of knowledge to get out of the situations. Yeah, I think is is one of the things that makes the show so great because you kind of yeah. think. Okay, they're not horrible at this situation, and they're not amazing at this situation, but they're just good enough to where they can kind of get by a bit. But you can see the struggles. So, I mean, the great great example of that will be um, them trying to dispose of the body in the first um, season. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and it's like, and that is them sort of the writers writing Walt and Jesse into a corner of like, okay, they now have a dead body in the basement. What do you do, and how do you get rid of it? And, you know, and then you end up with sort of Jesse, you know, melting a hole through the floor and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, it, yeah, it, I think it's it's for quite an interesting way of of writing them into a situation which is completely desperate and then having to find a way out of it again. And I think they do that really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that about the show as well. Um, but that's what we got for you for, for this return premiere episode of season two of Breaking Bad. Hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back next week Wednesday. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I am looking forward to <laughs> yeah, seeing the next one because I can't. I genuinely can't remember where it goes from here in terms of um, you know it's, where they drive off to, and yeah, I can't remember what the next thing is. So mm-hmm. it's great. I t- I did see the first like five seconds of the next episode just because I couldn't press <laughs> pause quick enough. Right. Uh, so I I I I know the cold open for the next episode, but I will talk about that next time. It's another very yeah. good one. So as most of them are. But uh, yeah, that's what we got for you. Thanks very much for listening. If you want to find everything else that we do, it's on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. So take a look at all that as well. Uh, so check that out if you like what you've heard you want to support more of it there's a few different options for you Patreon $1, $3 level tiers ad free podcast and review options as well so check that out over there uh, also other things uh, word of mouth and social media you can tell people that you know to check out our content just search for entertainment talk basically either the website or look for us on podcast platforms so that would help out as well um, social media you know Facebook, Twitter th- those kind of things you can use those as well uh, if you want TV and film news, up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David has got you covered. GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio, uh, so check out those things over there. GeekTown Radio on Tuesdays. Uh, There's a lot of fun doing the, the GeekTown episode this week as well, so check yeah, that out. Uh, new episode f- just uh, just from yesterday, so uh, check that one out uh, over there. Um, and, and then, yeah, GeekTown.co.uk. Uh, for all the other news on there as well. Uh, Bex, who's also involved in the Entertainment Talk in Geek Town, uh, you can find her doing her Twitch streams, uh, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow, and you'll be notified when she goes live, and you can check out her streams. Lots of cool stuff over there. Uh, I'm doing a little bit more Twitch streaming these days as well. If you want to find me uh, live on Twitch, eTalk UK, uh, give the channel a follow, and you'll also be notified when that one goes live. Uh, so check that one out. If you miss the uh, Twitch streams that are archived, they'll be available on Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. And as I said, I'm slowly putting those onto the website. So uh, keep your eyes out for all those. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next week for episode two. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>